welcome to episode 101 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going i'm doing all right just spent a very long time bsing about dumb shit so (laughs) actually i just realized as i read off the number for the episode i'm not sure how i should read those off i mean 101 101 101 i like shortening whenever possible so i'd go with 101 because 101 is a couple extra syllables no okay and then you know you'll eventually be like 110 and one so on and so forth (laughs) Eventually, it'll be like 10,042. All of our previous listeners are dead. We have a random AI that listens to us babble. Okay. That's my long-term goal, is to outlive everyone who listens to us. So, <laughs> I hope you're not actively pursuing that goal. <laughs> well, you can't do that yet, because we need our listeners. Okay. All right. Although we have already established that we would keep doing this even if we didn't have any listeners, so this is true. All right. So how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've implied that I'm a sociopath on the podcast, so okay. it's good to re-throw that out there every once in a while. <laughs> Just a friendly reminder: I'm crazy. It's almost <laughs> like this is the first time we've done this. Um. Uh man. I mean, How'd Magic go this week? Uh, not bad. I switched back to Is It Drake's because uh, the Esper stuff deck I was playing just kept getting destroyed by shit. Yeah, I've been seeing that too. Like, the deck can't beat Mono Red ever. No... And the deck is solidly mediocre if you don't draw everything in the right order. Yeah. And that's not how magic works, so... Not right now. I don't think I ever... I think once I got to live the dream of like protecting my um, Thief of Sanity with a dive down, which is literally why I built the deck. Yeah, like that's... <laughs> but like it doesn't have... It doesn't have the velocity that the Is It Drake's deck has. So, like, it's very, very often that you're sitting there and, like, you don't have protection in hand. And as a result, you don't get, you know, you can't get anywhere with it. As for, like, the Drake's deck just churns through its deck once it gets going. And as a result, you, it's really, really easy to find the right card. And that's just something that I found that the... Uh, Esper Flyers deck or whatever you want to call it. It it does really stall out. Yeah. It can be brutal. Like, its threat base is really good, right? It has Terramander, Thief of Sanity, and Seraph of the Scales. Those are very powerful individual cards. Oh, yeah. But the problem is, like, they don't have, like, they themselves have very, very little oof. Like, yeah. Terramander takes forever to get going in that deck. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like... Because, yeah, like, when I play the deck, it's like, I'll, like, shock myself and play a Terramander turn one. And I never feel like, yeah, we're going there. Like, yeah. it's, like, cool. You know. As to know. where, you know, in, like, the Is It Drake's build, if you go shock Terramander go, you have a very, very high likelihood of untapping, attacking for one, and then casting a Charter Course and drawing two cards. Yeah, like that you're actually playing more into it or at least you get to have the nice little you know oh i'll shock your guy and hold open dive down like you you get to play a much better tempo plan with the is it drake's deck than you do with the esper builds so yeah like the esper deck's fun when you're when you're doing it but when when the deck's not clicking it just is i don't know Kind of let's feels, be real. Thief yeah. of Sanity is fun when you're doing it. Yeah, let's be real. Thief of Sanity <laughs> is just the one that's that's fun. But, Thief of know. Sanity is why I decided to try that build, and I honestly think that the Esper mid-range deck is actually just a better Thief of Sanity deck at this point. Yeah, fair enough. Unless you just like rebuild it from the ground up. I was wondering if you just completely cut white, because like oh, you're playing white for Mortify and for Seraph. Yeah. Both of which are good, but I don't think they're good enough. 
Do you really want to ask me for deck advice, John? <laughs> well, no, no but no, no. <laughs> sometimes it's nice having a a soundboard to throw ideas into. Yeah. I don't know. Needs <laughs> needs more phantom monsters. Uh... Oh my god, that phantom monster! <laughs> like and that flicker wisp. Yeah, the last couple, yeah, I don't know, man. Like that uh, was that stuff recent though. Like, I don't know. I'm sure you're doing better than I have because yeah, yesterday I did a solid uh, Owen seven on Arena before I just gave up and wandered away. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, today I at least went three and three and did some stuff, but like, you know, my draft deck was not very good because I didn't draft it very well, but. Yeah, like it's <laughs> I don't know. It's not been not been going too hot for me, so but I real I realized something today. Cause uh, a bunch of people at Magic were talking about uh, Arena. I don't think I've logged on in like three or four weeks. <laughs> just straight up just have not played. I just have I haven't really felt the desire to because I haven't felt there there hasn't been a new deck that I wanted to try, basically. Yeah. And that's the primary motivator for me logging on to Arena. It's like, I want to try out something. I want to play. Oddly enough, watching you play Arena makes me want to play Arena. <laughs> well, I just have to play some more Arena then. Yeah, but it's... I. It's very... It's actually very rare that I feel the desire to play Magic when I'm at home. Which is not that surprising, because that's something that I've had before when it oh, yeah. came to Magic Online. It is kind of nice that all of my life is not completely engulfed by Magic. Yeah, even probably though... better, actually, for your health and sanity. Yeah, even though all of my life is actually still completely engulfed by Magic. Like, it's like, instead of playing Magic, it's like, oh, I'm just going to like watch stream and like veg out or... You know, things like that. Or like, I'm going to build this new EDH deck that I have an idea for. But I rarely... I very rarely feel the urge to actually play Magic when I'm at home. Mm -hmm. It's more just like absorbing content through osmosis. I mean, whatever works, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. You haven't been on Discord much, otherwise I'd bother you a ton to do drafts and shit, but I'm sure that's why you avoid it. Well, something else that I noticed is I actually haven't, I think this is the first time I've turned on my computer since last Saturday. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I just haven't been coming downstairs. I've been either upstairs reading or watching stuff on my phone or going out for walks doing Pokemon Go. Yeah, I still don't get it. Like, for the what, second do you, what do you week... mean by walks? <laughs> for the second week in a row, I have put in over 50 kilometers because reasons man <laughs> it's really yeah, I don't know, like I don't really know how to explain my whole current obsession with Pokemon but I get yeah, it just, I get it it's like I get to play this again and you know like there's like the drive to, for like completion of Pokedexes and stuff and all that, like I actively walked like 15 minutes out of my way from a walk that I was already like I was out walking and there was a Pokemon I didn't have that popped in my thing. And it's like, oh, it's all the way over here. I'm like, well, we're going to go get it now. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minute walk there, 10 minute walk back. It's like, well, that was fun. Not really. But now at least I have a Hitmonchan, which was sweet. I, I guess. Life goals. I didn't have one yet. You didn't? I at least. No. I did not have a Hitmonchan from the first time when I started playing. Huh. There's, I didn't play that much when I first started playing, so because my phone just a couldn't handle it. Yeah, a I lot think. of the feature, my old phone was so bad that I couldn't do like the turn my phone upside down and the screen will go black. So I drained my battery super fast because <laughs> it it my phone literally did not register like being upside down. For some reason in the game uh, my old phone was bad let's be real yeah we'll just just go with that you're kind of cheap on it too so to be fair that phone did last me three years so 
Yeah, whatever. Not I guess. bad for a hundred and seventy dollar phone. It lasted you way longer than it should have, but it absolutely did. But yeah, so it's like you know, Pokemon. It's nice that it's motivating me to go for walks and shit. I mean, again, yeah, that's <laughs> things could be games could be doing far worse things for you, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is something I've actually thought about a lot. Okay. This this has nothing to do with magic, but I'm gonna. I'm it's it's worth pointing out because for me personally I'm basically incapable of changing my eating habits yes this is true like I'm completely honest I don't like salads I like Thousand Island dressing and I like croutons you like Thousand Island dressing really I I actually really really like Thousand Island dressing that surprises me because that's something that most people hate well it's it's the only salad dressing I like How's that for weird? Yeah, that is weird. I, like, I love it too, but like I eat a lot of things. So Yeah, it is a regular thing for me when I was younger where I would buy a big bag of croutons and a bottle of <laughs> Thousand Island dressing and I would eat that as a snack. <laughs> like, that sounds really good, actually. It, <laughs> I, I hate to say it. There's, this, this is going to sound really weird coming from me. There's so much flavor in that as a snack. It's insane. That sounds really weird coming from you, considering, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to say it's, anything else, I don't think. It's, like, it's tangy, and it's salty, and there's, like, a lot of spice going on. It's just really, there's, there, it's it's a really good snack, and surprisingly not that unhealthy for you. <laughs> except for the fact you're sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of salad dressing. Yeah. And of course, I didn't buy the the low-fat dressing, because oh, that, that ain't how I live. Why would you? Right? Why would you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm sitting there eating nothing but carbs and salad dressing, but it's still relatively healthy compared to some of the bullshit that I eat. Oh, God. But, like, I'm never going to change my eating habits because I don't, like, I hate the taste of, like, salad. Everything. Just, like, <laughs> I don't like eating leaves, basically, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. that's just how I am. The best, the best, uh vegetable is corn and corn is horrendous for you because it has like no actual good things in it that you can digest Uh. right but i've always been a firm believer that it doesn't really matter how you eat as long as you're active enough to burn it off okay so that's basically right but it's Okay. It's not right, but it works for me mostly, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's I, better than eating like crap and not doing anything. Yeah, I'm not this gigantic blob of a human being because all of my jobs basically require me to burn a lot of calories. Yeah. So, it's so far worked for me. And I would like it to stay that way, so I go for long walks and catch Pokemon. That's my that's my tangent. Okay. But seriously though, croutons dipped in thousand. That miles. actually sounds really good, and I will probably do that. And then, like, just be super sick or have heartburn or something because <laughs> that's just how <laughs> I am now because I am old. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, uh, magic things. <laughs> <laughs> magic things. Somewhat on track. All right, you had you had just uh, so spoiler for anyone we don't have we don't have something super solid we're gonna talk about today, but um, uh, we're gonna go. We have a couple of things we want to hit up, so we'll see if I call it a, yeah. a grab bag episode or not. But all right, John, it's it's gonna be a something episode, which we're really good at something episodes. Yeah. All right, all right. So four days ago, so on the twelfth. Uh, Watsi made an announcement for, uh, they're changing basically how WPN status works for stores. For those who don't know, WPN status is, WPN is the Wizard Play Network. Uh, if you're listening to this, you've been to an FNM, which means you played at a store that had WPN status. Mm-hmm. Uh, there used to be four different tiers of said status and it basically resulted in how much stuff 
Watsi would send a set store for things. Mm-hmm. Like it would decide how many promos Watsi would send you. It would decide how much pre-release products Watsi would send you, and all those kind of like random yeah. little cool things. Like yeah, I, they, that... even I think it dictated how many like special products you could order and have and stock, um, and they'd send you and stuff like that. Yeah, like the signature spell book and the From the Vault series and all that kind yeah. of stuff. All of that was tied into WPN status. And it worked for a long time. More or less. More or less. But the thing is, things have changed a lot. Yep. Uh, from when the WPN was first created, there has been an about a 400% increase in the number of stores in said WPN. Yeah. <laughs> so things are now going to change. Uh, in Watsi's own words, they're getting rid of the levels. Yes. They're going to do sca- uh, yeah, so they're going to do scaling support is what they say. Yeah, except there's only two different tiers of said scaling support, really. No. They're, they're doing scaling support. Are they? Yeah. Did I misread something? Yeah, you, you misread what it is. Okay. So, so what it is is they're doing, they're getting rid of the, the level one and they're, they're scaling it based on amount of people. Instead of having, you know, you, you reach this benchmark, you go to the next, you level up and go to the next level and get X amount of product, they're, they're tapering it more, if that makes sense. All right. Yep. Yeah, I think I missed that particular yeah, spot. Because you saw then that they have something else. <laughs> yeah, I saw there is now the WPN, and now there's WPN Premium. Because they got rid of levels. So, yeah, but, they got rid of levels, and then they decided to make two different yeah. levels. Which, honestly, Premium is not really a level for product and stuff like that, really. It, it's what yeah, it sounds it like. It looks more like a... Um, uh, more of a marketing benefit, if that makes sense. Yeah, which is... Well, sure. I'm perfectly down for that. Here's the deal. I I, I am black color identity, and uh, this is totally fine with me. If you do better, you should get rewards for that. Like, <laughs> Exactly. And the thing that I like about it is it's not just based around the quantity. It's very much based around the quality of what you do. Yeah. Which I really like, because from my experience our personal LGS has a very, very high quality establishment. I would say that as well. In general, like, I would, I would give them no, very high marks in the, in that. Yeah. I'm no, no shade intended for the other random places that we've happened to go to, but DE is very, very big on, you know, the cleanliness factor, the greeting factor, making everyone feel welcome yeah. factor. I mean, one of the things They're I've said... very good about that. One of the things I've said about game stores in particular is, is that, like, the thing I look out for is how they treat people that have no idea what's going on. Like, and yeah. I, I have seen multiple interactions at, at various places, and DE is one of the ones where it's like, I've seen people come in being like, hey, I need to buy a board game for my nephew for Christmas. What should I do? And they will take the time and explain things and work really well. Or, you know, they're, they're very, they do very, very good job because they understand that these are, these people all like, you know, we need to take care of these people too. Like, yeah, because they can end up as a boys club otherwise. Yeah. That's the thing. There is very much not a clubhouse feel <laughs> when it comes to Dungeons Ends. Yeah. And I think that is very, very important. I think that is a large part of why they're successful. I, also, a big, uh, the the store up in Ashland, um, uh, game. Uh, what's it called now? I forget. I literally have to look it up every it's time like, I go there. Like, I go there uh, once a goddamn unplugged year. Unplugged game or gaming unplugged or something like that. But um, I think it's gaming unplugged. Yeah. Games unplugged. Games unplugged something like are, that. Yeah. Um, but they are uh, fin- owners super phenomenal friendly. with that. As I said when I was. I was there that one time for I was in town because I had to be up there for work and was like, Hey, I'm going to hit up the F and M and it was a, a 25 release. Uh, so I did, I did that draft and I yeah rolled in like he was super friendly when I stopped by and asked about it before and talked to him on Facebook, super friendly when I got there, like apparently they all know each other pretty much. Cause it, like introduced me to the entire group, like, <laughs> you know, and everyone and everyone there was really friendly as well too. 
So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, like quality stores are, are I, I'm glad that they're looking at that because that is, that matters a lot. Yeah. And I mean, by that same metric, we've both been into another store that is in the local area. And every time we go in there, we feel like we're not wanted. Yeah. Like, it's like we almost, and this, these are as, you know, paying customers. It just kind of feels like we don't belong there. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was first getting into magic, there was some people playing, actually playing magic. And I went there to buy some cards mm-hmm. and like, I tried watching and like, no one ever said anything to me ever. Yeah. Like when I tried asking a question, I got responded to very tersely and stuff. And like, that's just not good for business growth. Yeah. And like, you know, as you know, veering back on course, uh, the whole purpose of the WPN premium is to reward places. I think they said like the top 5% of stores, basically. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I saw a number, but um i think they said like around that or okay. something. i didn't see a number a number anywhere oh wait uh the bar is high at the moment less than five percent of stores qualify so it sounds All like right. there's there's so, a benchmark that you have to meet so yeah. it is kind of a level thing but um well uh but yeah so i don't know yeah but like i do really like the thought of that as being like a reward system is like you know clean up your like clean up your actual establishment clean up your act and like you can get rewards for it yeah. and like you know that is the wpn rewards are not like a minor thing mm-hmm. you know being because like being prioritized for like Oh, someone's looking for a store lo- store in this location, yeah. and being like the first one that pops up is a big deal. Yes, it is. For so, and like that then gives like the monetary motivation for people to, to clean up their act and stuff. That's where so yep. I am personally really, really, I really like where they're going with the WPN says. I really like how they are tailoring it more towards the actual number of people instead of the weird little tiers. Yeah, because you get the weird in-between stuff then a lot. Like, you know, it's like, oh, you need to level up to, you know, if you have 100 or something like that, then you get to the next tier and get all the stuff for 100. But the tier below it is 50. Well, if you have 99 people, you don't make 100. And, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those weird things, so whatever the actual numbers are i don't know but and then uh the last big change that they're doing in regards to all this they're not technically doing away with fnm promos and standard showdown packs but they're combining them now yeah which is interesting mm-hmm. uh Instead of having the, you know, these are FNM promos and these are standard showdown packs, never shall the two be crossed. They're now just giving stores these little boosters with four different uh, assorted promos in them, much like the standard showdown packs. But they're no longer tied to anything, period. Which is super interesting. This is, this is the one that's interesting. Like, from. From the, from the front face of it, I really like it. I actually really do, too. Mm-hmm. I just... When I first heard it, I was really, really worried. Yeah. Because someone just said that they're doing away with FNM promos, uh, and they're instead just going to do standard showdown packs. And my initial thought was, but we only get nine standard showdown packs a week. Like, <laughs> I... This... this I know that may sound weird, but this is more coming from a... I really, really like that a lot of FNM promos get handed out during FNM. Because yeah. it's really nice for people to be able to A, earn them, and B, just get something for showing up. That is a huge yes, thing. Yes, it is. And sta- standard showdown packs are the exact same thing. You gave out three to fir- or sorry, two to first, one to second... And then three to people who were there the previous week, so there's a chance that they're getting rewarded for showing up. Mm-hmm. And three to people who weren't there the previous week to give you know as a reward for you know, for the fact that they decided to you know take a random day and show mm-hmm. up. I liked the fact that those were dispersed because once again that motivates people to just show up when they don't normally show yep. up. And that's 
I I personally am not motivated by the promos, but I know other people are motivated by the promos. Yeah. So I really hope that there is actually a decent number of said packets given out. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is these still aren't going to be tied to any sort of specific tournaments. Yeah. They are giving the stores complete, complete and total carte blanche to be like, you give these out how and when you want for whatever reason you want. Yeah. I'm sure there will be Which... some side rules about them where it's like, you can't sell these. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, that's always a thing. So, know, like, it, it, It's just one of those things like you, you slightly worry about the abuse of it for places that are going to abuse it. But then also they're they're going to start monitoring the, you know, quality in the form of repeat attendance, and like that will affect this. <laughs> you know? Yep, a like, lot. So if you if it's somebody who's like I'm just gonna, you know, the, the criteria for getting these packs are being somebody I want to hand a pack to, like that's. That's gonna, that's gonna burn some bridges. Yeah, it's gonna hurt hurt your store in the long run. So, like, and I, some of the thing I wonder about it too is is how like it, how much one greedy person will greedy player I guess will cause problems if that makes sense. Like, I don't know how much you know. Obviously, there's numbers and stuff involved in it, but I don't know if like complaint like how much complaints and stuff will affect. Uh, the the quality standards and stuff too, if they're measuring any of that. So you have one yeah, per- you have gonna... one person who's a salty dick, you know, because they don't ever, you know, they miss out on variants or something like that, or they feel entitled or whatever, and they just bitch about stuff and file complaints or something like that. And I don't know if that does anything, but yeah, I'm assuming that like you know like random one off complaints. Because obvious the the way they're going to keep track of this based off of uh, what they're referring to as tickets, which is basically how many people total show up to all different events. In yeah. uh, if you go to one event on Friday and one event on Saturday, that counts as two tickets. Yeah. So I'm assuming if you have like one random person who seems to be complaining, and you have like the regularity of like oh you know. 90 some odd people show up or 90 total tickets show up during the whole week yeah i'm going to assume that they they'll be able to realize like oh this one person is just Mm -hmm. being a little twit but it is going to be interesting i'm i am really really curious how different stores will use this to try and promote uh certain events that they have that might not necessarily have the pull Mm -hmm. that they would like them to have you know like their modern monday at at de has been having uh for a while it was really good but lately there's just been consistently like five people showing up you can technically offer these packs as a reward for people who show up to those i don't know how much modern players are going to care about the chance of getting these promos, but it would be interesting to see if that does impact the number of people who show up. Legacy. Or even... I... I I, I thought about that. I've kind of just accepted that Legacy is kind of not a thing anymore in the area. But let me be sad. It's sad. Also, let's be real. Legacy people are not going to show up because oh, there's God. a chance of getting standard God, promos. No. <laughs> One can dream, but no. Let me dream. Let me dream. So yeah, so that's gonna. I am really. I am actually really excited for what this could lead to, and my only real concern is what how few packs may or may not be given out yeah. like i just hope there's enough that you can offer them enough at different things to just result in more people showing up fair enough that's all i want because like i'm gonna show up to whatever i want to show up for whether or not i have a chance of getting packs or not yeah. right like i don't care about winning standard showdown packs don't get me wrong i like opening them i just like i like opening any other pack yeah. 
but that's not why I show up to magic. But I do know that there are people who are driven by that compulsion. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's some more, you know, something to get people to show up, I guess. But we'll see where it goes. All right. Any other thoughts on that? I think that is it for that. I think I've said everything I have to say. Oh, anyone who hasn't read said article should totally read said article. Because it's actually really funny in a few spots. Yeah. But, I don't know. They're doing a lot of revamping of things in general. Yeah, there's been a lot... A lot of changes have happened over, like, the past year. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure a lot more on the horizon, and Magic's going to change a lot. And the majority of it seems like it's going to be for the better. Yeah, like, especially, like, the, you know, like, the arena stuff that's happening and, you know, all that. But we'll have to see how things work out with the um, uh, pro scene and stuff, because that's still, who knows, whatever. That's still up in the air, but the pro scene has always been in flux ever since it became, you know, the pro scene. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I'm just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not close enough to it to know anything. No, and I'm one of those people where everybody's like, "Give money to everybody," and I'm like, "But there's this thing called reality." <laughs> it's like, here's the deal: you're basing your livelihood off of a game that is inher- inherently very, very spilled. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, 32 people can do it. <laughs> True. That is a decent, decent-ish wage that they're getting. Yeah, it's so. not bad. Or salary. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it. We'll see how it. We'll see how the second iteration of it goes. Once you know a year has gone by, it's like, well, now who are the thirty-two people going to be? Yeah, is it like a, a no, yearly I, contract swap, or is it like how are they doing it? Yeah, how do they requalify? How does all this work? Yeah. Is it really easy to stay on once you get on that train? Is it really hard to get on it if you weren't on it before? Yeah. I don't know. Lots of weird shit. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's why I just worry about the local shit. Yeah, that's. We'll just stick with that. That's the stuff I can understand somewhat, kind of, yeah. maybe a little. Don't get me wrong. I love watching high-level magic, but I don't want to. I don't want to dive into those can of worms half the yeah, time. Right. Oh, shit. But. Ah, oh, yeah. What is your? You had a, you had a random little thought that you, you tossed out to me a couple days back. Yeah. So from some Reddit. Yeah, comments. I was reading stuff about Reddit on the arena forums, which is basically like. So like, mad that like the normal magic subreddit has like. Gotten over all the shit about magic, kind of, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like. You don't see posts about like, look at this, you know, like, oh man, I'm always drawing, you know, no land hands or whatever like that, or oh, I just draw all lands all the time or something like that. And the arena forums are basically just all that. Like people complaining about like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, insane. Like how this game has too much variant. Like it, it's people that don't play Magic to some degree too. So it's like almost like yeah. new magic players, but that are good at magic or like okay at magic. Um, and just haven't got to the point of just like being like, yeah, this is kind of how magic works. Um, so every once in a while, there'll be a thing about like, goddamn, I can't believe how good ABCXYZ is or something like that. And somebody was basically complaining about uh, Mono Blue Tempo. And somebody made a comment about. Um, uh, curious obsession and they're like oh my god this card is so freaking pushed like the plus one plus one just makes curiosity so good that you can't even like like that i can't believe they printed it and i was sitting there looking at it and i'm like there's formats where this card is bulk jank and it's not even playable 
in standard. Like, and I think like formats that are not that far removed from us. Like, no, like yeah. that that card did actual nothing last standard. Yeah. Like, and it, and I stopped and realized that I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this card isn't the thing that made the card good. Dive down is the card that made that card good. <laughs> Dive down is the thing that makes that entire deck yes. good. Like, like, oh, sorry. If if you look at what is actually played in that deck, the only new card in it is Terramander and Essence Capture. Yeah. Terramander is just a slightly upgraded miscloaked herald. Yeah, pretty much. Right? It's a miscloaked herald that isn't terrible when you top deck it on turn five. <laughs> True. And Essence Capture is just a strictly better is... Essence Scatter. <laughs> Yeah, that's all it is. Don't get, and the plus one plus one counter does matter. Yeah. Make a big difference, yeah. right? Like being able to grow your uh, tempest gin out of lava coil range is really mm-hmm. nice. But those aren't massive upgrades for the deck, no. and the deck did stone nothing last standard. It was like a budget gimmick deck that showed up every once in a while, and it did nothing the standard before that yeah. and you, I'm pretty sure like I'm trying to think what's even in the deck from Guilds of Ravnica I think it is actually nothing um, I'm trying to remember now I can't think of anything off the top of my head everything in it is Dominaria and Corset 19 and Ixalan yeah. so this deck has been buildable for a long time since yeah, yeah for a very long time and it never did anything and everyone's all of a sudden like, oh my god, these cards are so pushed. Like, no, they're not. Yeah. The format's just really well positioned. Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, I feel like people are really, are just really short-sighted about that. Because it's like, like, you put, you know, that card in, like, you put just Curious Obsession. Like, just put just Curious Obsession in, like, Kaladesh Amonkhet, like, standard. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Guess what? Nobody knows that card even exists. Because it does not see play on anything. No, that it, it would actually do stone. Yeah, nothing. it would literally do absolutely nothing, and nobody would care. Like, but like people freaking out about the the wrong card kind of thing. Like, just kind of got me, and I'm like, like how important it is the, about the format that the cards exist in for them to be good, and like, it almost made me a little sad about other cards that like missed their opportunity. Like, because another card existed in the format that just was like, yeah, you just can't play that card because card ABC exists. Or mono red is so dominant that you can't play this card because it does whatever. It's like basically any card over four mana in modern, like. <laughs> yeah, that 100% what it comes yeah. down to. I I can't even tell you the number of cards that I have gotten play sets of and set aside in a in my playset box, you know, like actual rares yep. that are like clearly very very good that I had never played. Ever. Oh yeah, right. Uh, one one of them that I was looking at yesterday, or yeah, just yesterday, was Niblis of Frost. Oh yeah, uh, four mana three three flying prowess. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, tap a creature an opponent controls. It doesn't untap during the next untap step. Oof. That card is legit yeah. good. That card is pushed to yeah. shit. Unplayable yeah, garbage. Unplayable. Never did anything. But like, if you put that in this standard, it's potentially really, really like, good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's better than Crackling Drake, but it's pretty goddamn. If, I mean, close. like, I can see that showing up places. Yeah, like that is an insanely powerful. Like being able to freeze your opponent's creatures is insane. Yeah. Plus the fact prowess? that it pumps yeah. itself is insane. Yeah. Like, and, or even in current standard right now, there's a uh, Dreamcaller Siren. Yeah. Four mana, three, three flash, tap down an opponent's, if you control another pirate, tap down an opponent's yeah. creature and it doesn't untap or something yep. like that. Like, that is a massive tempo card, unplayable. Yep. Never sees play. Or, uh, Dire Fleet Poisoner. Uh-huh. That card should be good. 
Yeah. 2-2 two, two flash death touch when it enters the battlefield and attacking pirate you control gets plus one plus one and death yeah. touch. That's good. Uh, Dire Fleet Captain or whatever it is, the 2-1 Menace that whenever it attacks, if you control another pirate, you can pay 2 and you get a 2-2 Menace Pirate. That card was insane. Oh my god. I In its in the block constructed format. Yeah, it was like in. we play that card in block constructed like crazy and it was just great. It just spiraled out of control oh, yeah. so easily. But like unplayable. Yeah, unplay, unplayable <laughs> garbage right now. Like it's just really funny how things can change so like so quickly and how people can look at the wrong thing and like the problem isn't that um you know curious obsession is a curiosity plus plus one plus one like guess what like if you put that card like you play your dumb one one unblockable merfolk whatever the hell it's called mystical carols and put that on it guess what it still dies to cast down it still dies to moment moment of craving it still dies to insert any number of one or two mana cards here. Yeah. Shock. Yeah. Um, fungal infection. Yeah. Skullduggery. So, yeah. Skullduggery, <laughs> vicious offering. Like, like there's so many cards that are like actually good that it would also like, it would just lose to like, and like the only reason that that card is worth anything is because dive down exists in the format. And the fact that those two are together is what does it. Dive down and spell and spell pierce. pierce. Yeah, spell pierce actually does go a long way with that. But honestly, I yeah. think if you I can... think if dive down was gone, the card like the deck would just not be as good. Like I like agree. Dive down is just completely. the card that pushes it over. Like the thing about the mono blue tempo deck is the fact that it gets to play up to eight one mana interaction yeah. spells. That eight is the critical mass a deck needs yep. normally. Like you either you either need eight or you need or in regard in the in the essence of uh, is it Phoenix you play six and a million different cantrips yeah. to find them yeah like you need like that's why the deck is good is it has so much cheap interaction where you know it has the dive downs it has the spell pierces it is it can main deck negate yep. it plays one or two essence capture and it gets to play actual factual yeah. counter spell i was gonna say yeah it does i'm mean, like wizard's retort is a card too and i mean if you really want to get into the whole one mana interaction it's it can the deck technically plays 12 because it also has siren storm yep. tamer which is another yeah, protection spell that's super like that. cheap yeah like all of those cards combine to make the curious obsession that good uh-huh. yeah it's just i don't know it's just funny like how people can fixate on the stuff like that when like realistically it's just like weird ecosystem of things it's like the all of basically all of that deck's answers are very very good against the threats and and other answers that are currently in the format mm-hmm. you know if your opponent taps out four mana for a chupacabra, excuse me, on your terramander with a curious obsession, and you just like dive down to protect it. Like that is a massive tempo. Oh screen. yeah, well, I, I can't from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like it is utterly backbreaking, and that's why it's good. Yeah. You know, like oh, we've the entire thing about the whole standard format is it was this huge arms race between the Sultai mid-range decks between each other where the cheap interaction didn't matter. You needed big, powerful effects. Mm-hmm. And Mono Blue just destroys it as a result of that. It's like, oh, that's a real nice fine finality you have there. It's a shame that you'll never cast the finality ever and the find isn't doing anything because we're not grinding out our creatures. Yep. Our creatures aren't trading. Yeah, I'm just I'm just going like, to temple you out and smack you in the mouth until you die. Like... And you know, like that's that's why Mono Blue was able to do what it did, is it just took over on that stuff. Like the decks that are good against Mono Blue are the decks like Mono Red, which have a million pieces of cheap interaction. Mm-hmm. The decks like Is It Phoenix, which have a million pieces of cheap interaction. <laughs> you know, like you have to be able to keep up with what they're doing, and like the format has adapted along those along those lines to yep. a degree. But, you know, it's it's still Yeah. Curious Obsession is a fine magic yep. card. Uh, it, 
It is not yeah, a broken it's, it's magic good. card. Like, it's legit. I don't know. I mean, I gotta dig one out out of my box here and put it in a deck. So it's gotta be worth something, right? <laughs> I only put good cards in that deck. Yeah, like Phantom Monster <laughs> and Flicker Wisp with two freaking things in your own deck you can flicker for value. Uh, Sorry, three. There's three. three. Okay, I don't even know, man. It was probably two cartouches. It and was probably else. sitting on my desk, and that's how it ended up in there. And I'm. Would not Except be the foil one too, so I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, I to be fair, you can flicker wisp your opponent's things also, which can then like you know cut them off of a land. Like flicker wisping your opponent's bounce land feels good. Fair enough. Just saying. <laughs> Just mentioning that one here. Leave that out there for analysis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like al- along the lines of like you know the mono blue tempo deck being super pushed and all that shit. It's like formats just change and things that were bad become good. Like a very prime example of that exact thing going on right now in modern is the fact that Thing in the Ice did nothing for years. Yeah. And suddenly it is the secondary threat in arguably the best deck in the format is a Phoenix. Yeah. Like, shit happens, you know? Delver of Secrets used to be considered an oppressive deck because it just out-tempoed everyone. It's like uh, yeah. Delver and Young Pyromancer back in like the heydays of having... Um, treasure cruise and like the deck just being super pushed and even before treasure cruise you could yep. just played all these really good things and nowadays like going turn one delver go is probably one of the worst things you can possibly do in yeah. modern and like i don't know if i've seen a young pyromancer in years like not in modern yeah not in modern not unfortunately because i love young pyromancer yeah, that card, it, yeah it's still really good in legacy that's yeah. something, right? We'll take it. We'll just go play all that legacy. <laughs> yeah, all that, all that legacy that that fires all the time with all those yep. people who like to play legacy. Uh, but... Can I say something that's wrong on so many levels? Sure. But I've thought about it. Okay. I would not be that. I wouldn't like it because I like the fact that different formats are different. But if they just like utterly upheaved modern and just turned it into legacy light, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, at least I get to play legacy again. And I mean, like when I say legacy light, I mean like anything not on the reserve list gets printed into modern. You know what that means? Price and progress. I know. In a shockland format. Fire blast. It'd be so good. Burn would be the best deck. It would be. I get to play fun cards again. That reminds me. I need to I need to know your opinion on something. Okay. I had a really long debate with a friend of mine yesterday about this exact thing. Okay. Which is more oppressive? Blood Moon? Or back to basics. I gotta remember, back to basics is non-basics don't untap, right? Non-basic lands do not untap. Like, in Legacy, like, back to basics is just the worst thing ever. Yeah. Because, who plays basics? Uh, yep because day basic um yep like at least with blood moon you can tap your lands <laughs> and like play some things you know like so so you have that going for you but like i just think about the times in legacy when i'm, I'm literally like like looking at my like two thousand dollar mana base and like <laughs> like sweet like it's all just gonna stay sideways <laughs> like 
he is very much of the opinion that Blood Moon is more oppressive, and I'm like, no, no, does, does not, he play not, Legacy? He does not. There we go. That's the reason. That's what I was trying to explain to him. Like, I have been locked out under both, and you're wrong. Yeah. Because at least with Blood Moon, you still have a lot of colorless mana. Yep. Which, and you you yeah, can pre you can preemptively fetch to play around Blood Moon. And his argument was that back to basics doesn't shut off fetch lands. You can still fetch out basics. But that only really matters if you're playing <laughs> like, a lot so, of goddamn basics. So that, that, um, uh, that, Gri- uh, not, uh, yeah, the Grixis control deck I was playing in Legacy. You know how many basics I had in there? Two? Three. Yeah. I had, I had <laughs> two islands, two islands and a swamp, I believe. No, other way around. An island and two swamps. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's just like, you don't run enough basics to really keep up, is the problem. Like, I play a fetch land and I fetch, okay. Like, I, I, I have three mana to work with now. Like, I play, I literally, when I had that deck and we were at the last GP, I played a game against them and got locked out with back to basics and was trying to play around that. And, like, it's. It, like, I like the play of it because you can, like, fetch out your dual lands and then decide when you have to use them. But, like, it's just, yeah, like, you know, if I had, a, if, if they played Blood Moon on me, I could just be, like, tap my bait, like, you know, they cast it, response, I fetch out a basic, and then I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Like, you know, and if you yeah. know a deck's playing Blood Moon, you play around it. Yeah, like the, every everything about back to, ba- back to basics just makes it so much worse, and yeah. people who have not experienced it will not understand that. No, I don't. They they will not understand it. They look at Blood Moon and they're like, "Oh, it turns all of my lands into mountains." I'm like, "At least you have colorless mana." Yeah, at least you can like tap it for something, like and do some kinds of things. You know, it's yeah, like all back to basics would do is either A, make it so Blue Moon doesn't need to play Moon anymore. Or B, Blue Moon suddenly gets to play 8 Moon effects. Oh man, we could play 8 Moon. That would be ridiculous, by the way. That'd be greedy greedy as hell. Can you imagine locking someone under both Back to Basics and Blood Moon? Because Blood Moon... Because Blood Moon doesn't make them basic mountains. No, it just makes them mountains. So they don't even get their colorless mana anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, taste it. It would be so savage. Uh, uh, that would be absolutely savage. I just want to play that. Like, that deck with eight the, those eight effects and then spreading seas. <laughs> Turn uh, off literally everything. They should print strip mine into the format. Maybe. Just because modern deserves it. <laughs> so yeah, that that was a discussion I was having. I'm pretty sure he only wants it because he likes pl- he likes playing blue white, and he's like, I'll just play like 14 basics in my in my blue white deck, and I won't care about back to basics. I'm like, yeah, but it's not just about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like even in Blue Moon, that deck played a lot of non-basics. Don't oh yeah, wrong. it played a lot of non-basics. But you it just pl- yeah. it played a lot of basics. It played it was like five islands and a mountain. Yeah, five. It, it, yeah, it was one single mountain, ba- basic mountain. I remember, which was the worst card in the deck. Period. Yeah. But necessary when you played against Burn and needed a fetch for a bolt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like you needed the card, but like, yeah, you. You played a bunch of basic islands so that if, like, so that, you know, all your other islands just became mountains. And it's like, oh, I'll just play all my other shit. <laughs> it was like five, six, or seven islands. I don't remember. Some ridiculously high number of basics. Yeah. And even that was like, your mana base was still sketchy because of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, as sketchy as you're going to get, right? Like, we, like, we opted not to play the. Um, uh, desolate lighthouse or, or whatever it is or not is that what it is yeah yeah like because of that because of the mana base 
which I still think that yeah I I am I think the moon decks that play that are greedy kind of but see it's not that they're greedy it's that they're not willing to commit yeah they play the desolate lighthouse so they can loot away their moons when they're bad get good yeah make your moons good make your moons good <laughs> slam that down and then rely on your Fidelkin shackles to win you that game yeah <laughs> be a man about it be a man about it. Nice. Oh goddamn! I miss the moon. I I yeah. I literally just remembered that conversation. I'm like, I need to ask Fletcher this. This is important. Uh, so goddamn yeah. back to basics. Yeah, I'm sure they'll print it in a modern. Right? Seems legit. With with all the uproar that goes on around Blood Moon existing, like. People are like, they should just ban 8th edition and make it so you can't play Blood Moon anymore, and yada yada. If they reprint back, like, the number of people who are like, oh, they should just reprint back to basics, it'd be fine. It's like, go to hell. What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> like, Modern don't get me wrong. It. <laughs> I think Blood Moon is a perfectly fine card to exist. Like, but, you just have to think. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Back to basics is noticeably more backbreaking. Yes, it is. I will fight people who disagree with we will, me. I will fight you. <laughs> like, uh, uh, my MTG Arena Pro says I still have a 67% win rate. <laughs> Has not updated. <laughs> You're just sitting there like, please don't update. Please don't. Please. <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm just like, mm, it is what it is, you know. But it's just it's just funny because it makes me look like I'm not shit when in reality I'm shit. <laughs> I still like to imagine that it's somehow keeping track of your win rate from when it was in closed beta and I was just watching over your shoulder all the goddamn time. Or because we had the best decks in the format. And that God, those decks were gas, man. I wish block constructed was still more of a thing. I wish Constrictor was still more of a thing. Oh, God. Stop talking about it. You're making me sad. <laughs> All right. But this was a weird one. Let's just wrap it up here, man. <laughs> uh, before we go off on another tangent. Yeah, so um, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Uh, come check out the website, thelocalmeta.com. You can find a link to the Discord server there. Hop in, say hi. John found out that we have a general chat too. Yeah, apparently we have a we have a other chat that isn't magic related in the local meta. Yeah, I I, I tried to start posting some of the stuff there instead of like I don't know. Every once in a while, like for some reason, my computer goes crazy when and like when I scroll in a game, it will scroll my Discord window. So like I'll end up looking at that picture of picture of Simon Miller. <laughs> and I'm like, who's awesome <laughs> i'm like this has nothing to do with magic but okay yeah but yeah so but you know getting nice. our ducks in a row with that so but come come say hi every once in a while we'll hop into games and stuff together i think they're adding some uh social features and discord integration and crap like that eventually so um, uh, when I moused over the thing telling me you were playing Arena when I first got on the Discord after yeah. struggling with my computer for 20 minutes, it actually told me that you were in a ranked draft and had been playing for three minutes. Oh, so. there we go. See, it's Information. Got cool but, you know, we can hit up, I think I think they're going to add social features where we can hit up games and stuff like that from it too. Cause I'd play some exhibition games. That'd be sweet. Yep. All right. Cool. John, good talking to you because I basically haven't seen you on all week. So, yeah, I know. It's just really hard to justify coming into the basements when my bedroom is so much warmer. Yeah, but there's a computer there, so I just there is. Still don't get it, but okay. <laughs> all right, well, well, we'll call it good for this week, and we'll, we'll catch you next time. See ya.